BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. Okay, so today I have something special for you. Obviously, June is Pride Month. It's been a really hard week for women. I not only am scared as a woman, but I am also scared as um, somebody in a same-sex marriage. I mean, the thing is, is that for me, the way that I look at the overturn of Roe v. Wade, it's just the beginning of more rights to be taken away from us, um, more choices to be taken away. It feels like it's a domino effect, right? So it's like, well, the thing that we said would never happen, the reversal of Roe v. Wade has happened, right? So now what? Like, they're not just going to stop at Roe v. Wade. I hope that it doesn't go beyond it, but... I think contraception is up on the chopping block. I definitely think gay marriage is on the chopping block. And I think even same-sex sex is up on the chopping block. Very scary times, right? So I've been in a funk and feeling this pressure of like, I've got to do a podcast this week. I've got to do something to, you know, really like make my statement about being a queer woman. And then I'm like... No, this is some bullshit. Like, I just live as a queer person. And so what I need to do this week, okay, what I need to do for the last week of June, what I need to do on this Taste of Taylor is fucking laugh. And so that's why I decided to share ah, this hour with 
Penny's Emily House. Okay, so if you are an OG listener, if you listen back when I was at Sirius, you know Kenny. So I actually had Kenny this week on the Taylor Strecker Show. Because, guys, I was not well, okay? I, like, cried on the air this week. And I know, I know, you're like, bitch, you cry all the time. I know. Uh, but this was, like, just giving up fear-based, like totally depressed, just couldn't even function crying. And so I was like, you know what? I need Mr. Mance. I need Kenny Zimling house. Cause he always makes me laugh. I mean, everybody makes me laugh and I have so much fun with all the co-hosts, but like Kenny and I, we just have such history and we just go way back. And so I just like, I, I was like, this is a present to myself is to have Kenny on and give me a good Kenny Z laugh. And then it's also a gift to the audience. Cause I feel like I owe them after crying in their ears for an hour, uh, earlier on this week, I owe them the gift of Kenny. But then as I was recording with him and we were just talking about, we ended up talking a lot about me and my queer life. And what I love about Kenny is he's known me forever. And Kenny knows I'm cray, but like Kenny also knows I have a good heart. So Kenny is almost like the Tay Tay translator. <laughs> like he's able to be like, what you just said was insane, but this is what I think you mean. And then I'm like, yeah, 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 exactly what I meant. And Kenny's just like almost able to like soften the intensity at which I come towards things. Now, if you know Kenny, if you know, you know, but if you don't know, so Kenny and I worked together forever at Sirius XM Radio. He was my, I mean, he was my partner. We did radio together. I mean, I can't even tell you how many hours we did together. He's the stand-up comedian. So I would go on like comedy tours. With him. And this, don't forget, this is before podcasts existed. So we were technically doing podcast tours under the guise of comedy. I mean, he's a comedian, don't get me wrong, but like we were doing comedy slash meet and greet slash live podcast together before it was even a thing. We like and invented it. And so if you know Kenny, I know you're excited for this, but if you don't know Kenny, I'm so excited to share the gift that is Kenny. I just, I love him so much. I just felt like this week, I just really needed to laugh and I'm sure that you guys do too. So in this podcast, you're going to hear me and Kenny kind of just like doing what we always used to do back in the day. But I also want to say this because I think it's important context for the conversation. He heard me talk about how much I hated blown jobs and how much I hated sex and how much I hated my relationships with men. And he also heard me say crazy things about Katy Perry's I kissed a girl and I liked it. He also, there was a time where I saw a black swan and I like lost my mind. And Kenny was like, I don't know why you're getting so upset about this. And I was like, I don't either, but it's just a feeling. But this, this is the thing is like, I think when I finally, Kenny was one of the first people I came out to. I had to. He knew me so well. Like, I knew he was going to, like, he was going to figure out before I told, I, like, he was definitely, like, one of the top people I had to come out to. And I was scared. I was scared with everybody I came out to. And that's no reflection on them. It's just, it's a scary process to come out. And when I came out to him, he was so great. But he wasn't like, I knew it, like that. But he was kind of like, you know what? This makes so much sense about things that confused me before. So Kenny was leaving the show because he was moving to Pittsburgh. And I said to him, of course, like, go do you. But like, please, can you just be on air with me when I come out? And I said, and also, can you please just like stay for another month? <laughs> no big deal. Just stay for another But I said, because I feel like there might be audience members that like feel like I lied to them or feel like, you know, I'm a different person. And I feel like because you are so able to like you are so good at translating me that I feel like if there are those listeners that like feel, I don't know, 
disappointed or betrayed or like I'm a liar or I'm a different person that at least if you're there, you can help explain and help me explain that I'm just still the same me. I just love somebody who happens to be the same sex. And so like the king that he is, he stayed with me extra time and blessed his wife for also being like, like, I think they, they had a new baby. Yeah, I think, yeah, they, they had a new baby. And it's like, she was like, yeah, I get it. And he stayed on with me extra time and like helped me to ingratiate myself in this new position, in this new role. So even though this isn't like quite like a pride podcast, well, as I'm really talking about it, it actually is. I am a queer woman living out and living proud. And Kenny has like always been such an ally to me before I came out. And then absolutely when I came out. So anyway, guys, um, I love you. And I had to share with everybody. Yes, it played on the Taylor Trekker show, but I need to share with you guys too, because it was just such a good hour. Like I left the hour skipping and feeling so good after I felt so dark and down. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Best Fiends. Uh, Inner peace is great and all, but you know what's better? Making it to level 1000 and Best Fiends. That's what true satisfaction feels like. And listen, right now, the world is brutal and my mind is racing. And um, I find myself like television's not necessarily enough to distract me from my own thoughts, right? No. And um, I have to say, playing Best Fiends actually is the perfect distraction. Honestly, I'll be watching TV and I'll play it when there's TV in the background. Um, It's also so great when I'm out running errands. I cannot be left alone with my own thoughts in general, but particularly right now. So the idea that I can have Best Fiends with me no matter anywhere I am all the time is like, it's like a comfort blanket to like a baby, to like a kid. It's like, I need my, I need my, I need my blankie and my blankie is Best Fiends. So here's the thing with Best Fiends. Once you download Best Fiends, you can play it anywhere, even without an internet connection, which is so great if you're stuck without Wi-Fi. So I live in Jersey City, and I take the path into the city a lot, frequently, run errands and stuff like that. And there is no Wi-Fi in the subway. And there's games I've played before, and you lose access to them when you're underground, and it is very annoying. And then you're just stuck in a train car with strangers and a mask on, and your thoughts danger no 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 no, no. and that's why i love best fiends because when i am riding to and fro the city i've got best fiends and also it's just a cute game okay it's also like challenging so that i'm not like bored with it but it's not so challenging i want to like smash my phone on the ground out of frustration it's like the perfect level of challenging also you get to collect tons of friends that get powered up as you play more levels and every win brings new challenges there's literally thousands of puzzles to play And new games are added all the time, so you never get bored. And then also, did I tell you about the music? The music just makes me happy. I freaking love the music. Like, I love the distraction, but also this game, it just makes me, it distracts my brain. It just makes me smile. Listen to this music. I'm obsessed with this. I mean, like, you know how their songs, sometimes you just hear them and they just make you happy? That's what Best Fiends, it just makes me smile. Keeps me company, keeps me distracted, makes me smile. And with thousands of levels to play, there's always more. So go ahead and let enough is never enough be your mantra. Download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five, which you'll, in a snap of a finger, you're going to get there. And don't forget, that's friends without the R, okay? So best friends, no, best fiends, friends without the R. 
You got it. And now back to the podcast. Last night, Tay and I went to Maurice. We went to like this DNC gala. And afterwards, we were with our friend, Pasta, and we were like, let's go to Marie's. So we went to Marie's and we were all like dressed up from the gala. And like, that's not the vibe at Marie's is to be like all dressed up, whatever. Um, But I will say that like, I love Marie's so much. And when Tay and I first got together, actually, before Tay and I were together, I remember being at Marie's and being like in such a bad place with Wesbin and being like, oh my God, there are places in New York City where husband and his world are not at all a part of and I don't need to be with husband in order to like thrive in the city like I can find new places new people and find myself again like it's not right. just one way to be in the city which right. I kind of was like that's I was, an important lesson though right, right? I think so, so Marie, you lose your identity in a relationship I was gonna say totally. that, uh, that girl that I dated for a long time lost her identity and when we split up one time she like realized that there were like other this wasn't about our show at the time. It was like down south. She was like, there are there are other radio shows. There's like other things. And she's like, right. I, I didn't realize after we got back together for the whatever time. But she was like, yeah, I realized there was like there's like other restaurants, and it's not you're not always the boss there. So you know, she was being honest. Right. And I was like, yeah, I right. know, I know. Yeah, I was it, like, it, it is easy. It is easy to get wrapped up, though. It's like these are the only places to go. It's the only place that, that you know, that's going to be fun. You're going to feel happy. And it's like, right, wait, that's a right lie. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a million other places. Go right next door. Literally. So I yeah. love Marie's for that. And then also Marie's for Tay, like, made her feel like she found a place that was safe where she could, like, be herself and be gay and live in her truth. So Marie's is, I love Marie's. It's very significant to us. I feel like it's the first place that we actually started to kind of fall in love. Like, there's so much. Like, we literally got engaged in front of Marie's. So Marie's is obviously very special to us. But what oh, I've cool. realized is every time I go to Marie's, I get triggered. And I don't know what it is. And it happened again oh, last man. night. What I've learned uh. to start, what I've learned to stop doing is I'm going to tell you what triggered me and you're going to, this is, I'm so happy to talk about this with you because literally I couldn't talk about it with anybody else because it's more, I'm embarrassed. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you're okay. safe. No one's listening. <laughs> I don't feel safe. <laughs> so, but I feel like, okay. So so when we went there with pasta, I said, I'm going to like behave myself tonight. And I was like, but every time we go to Marie's, something pisses me off. Now in the past, I go to Marie's, I'd see somebody like flirting with Tay or giving her the eyes or like whatever. And I would take it out on Tay and we'd like leave and we get into a fight that we'd fight the whole right, cab ride right. home. We'd fight when we got home. That's not the vibe. So luckily I've been able now to, even when I get triggered, be like, this is not a fight with me and Tay. I trust her. She's my person, but like, fuck that person, you know? And I don't know what it is because I'm, I'm gay. I'm a, I'm, I'm part of the queer community and Marie's is great because you're surrounded by other queer people. Imagine me at the cubby hole. I would literally cut people if I was at the cubby hole. Cause it's all lesbians. Like it's just like threat, 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 threat everywhere. I will say this. The only thing that's negative of me, like being in my relationship with Tay is when I was straight, I really felt like I had a good grasp on like where I was in relation. I, I wasn't like crazy jealous. Maybe it's because I didn't like anybody I was with, but like, I feel like I am like a 13 year old with Tay trying when, when we're like in gay culture and we can even be with gay men. Okay. And I'm not saying like all gay men. Cause obviously like Brian Kelly pasted, like these are like our great, great friends, but I'm saying like when we're in a new setting 
with new people and there's like a lot of like gay guys or especially like lesbian girls, I get very insecure about like protecting my relationship. I get right, very right, threatened. Right, right, right. Um, and so, and it's, and it's not about me not trusting Tay. I just don't trust anybody else. And I also think that she's the greatest grand prize in all the world because she is, but also obviously because I'm in love with her. So it, it's unfathomable to me that not, not everybody wants to be with her. You know what I mean? And then in right. turn, I feel like people don't think I'm good enough for her. Again, that's my shit that I'm projecting uh-huh, onto situations. Sure. Yeah. So, but you would think that like at a gay bar, I'd feel safer than anywhere else, but I actually feel safer in terms of me not feeling insecure about my relationship at like a a normal like place, not like a specifically gay place. Right. But that's, well, that's fascinating. Isn't that crazy? No, no, not really. I mean, you're really in love. Um, It's wonderful, but you should feel so safe and and celebrated at the well, well even at those kind of places too yeah. so so the the uh um you know you even if everybody does want her that's a wonderful thing i mean that's your girl that's your what that's an I awesome know. thing you I'm know trying to teach myself that's, that but it but truly it's hard. is it truly really is you know you got you have enough you trust and that's a cool thing you got you're like this is freaking great and like you gotta it definitely be present and uh, you know try to acknowledge like yeah this is awesome good like yes i'm with so you want to be with somebody who's wanted that's who you you like that you wouldn't right yeah you know but so that's something that takes a lot i feel like in general however um are we we can can we speak freely freely we can speak freely yes here's what i truly think this is rooted in uh, my heart of hearts Um, i trust you i mean listen just real quick if to anybody who's new Kenny and I were together forever and ever. He knows, we, like, me inside I, I out. I met her on the street three weeks ago. Literally, yeah. like, Kenny knows me so well. And I feel like you knew I was gay before I even knew I was gay. Remember when I, how mad I was at Black Swan? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, that was like a fight, right? I, I can't even watch that you, movie because of the me, like, fight, right? You we and I fought. like fought about that. I and you know, were like, what I, I, is your issue? And I was so like, these male right. directors are such pervs making their lesbian scenes. I was like so right. Right. You upset because I love Natalie Portman so much, you know? And I was like, why yeah. don't you have to do that scene? And I like now in retrospect, I'm like, girl, you again? <laughs> you didn't like that director. I was all. like an evangelist <laughs> priest, you know, who's like sending all the kids in the church away to the gay camp. Oh my God. My children. <laughs> <laughs> just did a week at Bible camp. Not a joke. I'll we, I'll tell you about it whenever. We went Not to. We joke. didn't know their friends were like their parents' friends. Friends hit Duke's friends' parents were like so and so did this last year. You got to do it. And we're like, all right, sign them up. Whatever. It's summer. It's two hours a day for a week, and it was like a legit like Bible camp revival all day. Augie's like putting on songs on the Alexa now that are like, our God is an awesome God, and like Lord have the power. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so uh, they understand why that movie's terrible. So, uh, uh, um, but here's why. I, here's what I think. Oh, and you know, I do believe this. Uh, you, it's pretty. But in your life, like, wh- so if you look at, wh- like, where the bot, where did you think that the bottom dropped out? I, I think that when you're because there's such a age difference between you and your sister and your brother you mm-hmm. you know you never wanted to lose your parents or have anything change and by that time in life you were at the you were set you know i i see now in duke because how old were you when Paige was born 
Oh my God, I was um, she's like six and a half, like six and a half, seven. So that's that would be so not so honestly, I sh- that would be, uh, I don't, I'm not a negative word. I can't think of the traumatic. Uh, of a, yeah, it would be devastating to Duke if that if we were to have another kid after seven years of what we did to Duke in the beginning. So old enough and smart, you're smart. You weren't some dopey kid. So you, you you're if it's like that's that's a moment where your whole entire life changed and your your family changed your your parents changed much like seven and a half is when my parents started to get divorced even though it was uh-huh. a positive thing it's still a big deal to a kid so right. the so you the, change to kids is scary period right. even if it's so, good or bad yes yeah and so there's your i think there's your trauma moment so there's your moment that makes you say i'm gonna okay. hold on to everything i'm gonna hold on to everything next doctor i see is gonna tell me to curse to let go of this shit but i'm holding on to everything because i'm not i'm not just wistfully going through this is what i tell myself or did i'm not just wistfully going through life anymore because people aren't paying attention if when if they were they wouldn't have had these babies if they were they wouldn't have got divorced i'm gonna grip i'm not i am now holding on to everything i'm controlling every single thing so it's hard to see not everything as a little bit of a threat because you missed the threats in the beginning before the big one you missed it why didn't i see why didn't i see other kids were coming how come i didn't see my parents were getting divorced i need to pay way more attention so rather yes. than so you're like, that's when we read oh, oh like overly right. into things because of the fear of the change happening because we fear change so deeply so then what's the resolve not fearing change uh, well, I, I well, I don't even. We're not there yet. So the result, the you, the fear, that's your fear moment. So you're never going to let that happen again. So nothing's going to change that happy. So now you've found your home again. You know mm-hmm. you're happy, uh-huh. happy with Taylor. Nothing's ever going to change. So right now, so everything's a little bit of a threat because you're on guard. Because I'm not going back through that shit again. You know, and so I can right. totally understand that. So I guess. Maybe just understanding that and faking it till you make it for a little bit, uh, you know. And right, right. You know. Well, the thing too is, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if I act like an asshole, oh, that's it. that's the biggest turnoff in the world. To I her. know. So, like, let's really let's really motivate her to to leave. It's like the the irony is not lost on me. It's like the only one that's going to blow this for me is me. You know what I mean? No matter right, what anybody else's intentions world. are, you can make. You know that you are strong enough to create that world too. You can manifest. You know you can keep it positive or keep it negative. You know it can happen. So, you could. I know what you mean. I've been doing a good job. So a year ago, gay pride. Ooh, I just connected that. Okay, I need. I behave badly. Gay pride. Okay, so a year ago, at gay pride, we went to Andy Cohen's pride party with Darren Carp. And yeah. Kenny, when I tell you, it was all gay men. I mean, literally, is there any safer environment in the world? The only lesbians there were Darren, who's in a relationship. And her friend, Kat, who's bisexual but married to a man. Like, zero threat, okay? Chris Burns was there. Obviously, we're close to him. We know him. We had friends around us. Like, we were, we had our own little group of people. And then it was just like a gajillion hot gay guys, okay? We're all about each other. Cherry Grove, Cherry Grove. I used to love it. Yeah, and I sound like I'm gay, but those are the best 4th of July's I've ever had. Uh, I've never been. I really want to go to Fire Island. There's also this movie. Did you see it on? I think it's Hulu. It's called Fire Island. Yeah, I haven't. I think Chelsea saw it. She liked it. It's really good. So, but I will say that, like, I even said this today. I was like, ooh, I'm scared to go to Fire Island. She was like, what? I'm like, I'm going to act like a crazy person. And then we're stuck on an island. But, like, I am am a proud queer person, okay? I am. I love my wife. I love being married to a woman. I love being gay with her, okay? I do. And I also have always been a huge ally of the gay community even before I identified I was a member of the queer community. So, like, 
it makes me so upset that I can't enjoy my community that I'm a part of because I'm yeah, so right, insecure. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. And this is the like, there you go. You just did it. You got it. You already know. You right. always already know. You know. You already know. That's the thing but, about you. You know. I, do I don't know even I'm know bad. what to say. Wait, no, I don't know. No, I think you're very hard on yourself too because this is this is okay. This is not like you're all right. Uh, you know, uh, don't be so hard on yourself. You also are hungover, right? I can tell you're hungover. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, good. No, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> oh, so we go to Marie's uh, yeah. last night, okay? And there is this guy that literally looks like Jason Momoa, okay? I mean, Jason Momoa with blonde hair. Nice. Are you picturing? Like yeah. this, like, gorgeous, like, Yeah, I said, no. I was like, nice. But, but <laughs> I'm just, uh, I appreciate the human species, whatever. Nice. Like, can't believe I'm on tape and say, nice. Momoa with blonde hair, nice. Hold on, let me get my lotion. Nice. Come on in here. I'm invite the neighbors then. She's talking about blonde Momoa. Never heard and of him. he is, I mean, like, I literally, like, <laughs> this is so bad. I, like, turned into, like, a pervy, <laughs> like, straight man like you know like when a hot woman walks around and they like 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 they pantomime squeezing the butt yeah oh yeah like his butt was to me that I was like doing that he was just delicious right anyway right so they were you talking know, I but used like to get my butt pinched when i would take my show on the road back when yeah back when we were super <laughs> I, I remember and i couldn't believe it man i'd be telling you they're pinching my ass and i'd have I to come in there and tell them to stop it <laughs> Right. And then you were like, no. You told them to stop hooking up with me, which made a couple of the shows miserable. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> where are you guys going? Hey, where you going? Oh, where you going? Mr. Z. Uh, <laughs> have a good night, Mr. Mans. <laughs> we'll see you at breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Uh, no. um, so, uh, yeah. but anyway, so he's talking to Tay, but like, and this is the thing too, is like, especially maybe, and maybe this is the thing is especially in a, okay. So maybe I'm a little, um, maybe I don't quite know my place in the queer community, even though I'm a part of it. I kind of still identify as a straight person in my mind or like in my life experience, whereas Tay thrives in a gay community, okay? She's like the best version of herself. She want, And she's like, she's this, you know, she's got this like calming presence and this like almost like aura about her. People get very drawn to her. Yeah. And a lot of times it ends up that she's like talking to somebody who's struggling and helping them. And I feel like she loves to do that because she gets to pay it forward, which is a beautiful thing. Right. But for whatever reason, it makes me lose my mind. So yeah. So Jason Momoa with the blonde hair is uh, is drawn to Tay. They start talking, and they're 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 talking, and talking. And finally, I said to Tay, like, what is his deal? And she was like, he's just going through a lot of struggles, and he's, like, talking to me. But, like, he was, like, when he was talking to all of us, like, when Tay would, like, bring us into the conversation, because like, he would, like, you know when someone's talking to a, a stranger for so long that eventually, like, they're like, well, I have to go like talk to my friends now. You know what I mean? You can't just like yes, pull somebody, right. a stranger in a corner all night long, right. whatever. So Tay would like bring us into the conversation and he was like being really rude. And usually it's, I'm there with me and it's Tay. And when these people fire these like, you know, like snippy rude things, there's nobody there to be like, 
yes, that was rude. You're not crazy. And Tay is, lives, you know, she sees everything with like a silver lining or she's like, she sees like the bright side of everything. So right, she's like, right, oh, right. that's not what they meant by it. And I'm like, well, they're, 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 they are in love with you or want all your attention and they are mad that I am here taking any smidgen of it away. Right, right, but our right. friend Pasta was there and he's like, oh my God, homeboy just shaded you. And I was like, right? So now yeah. I'm like emboldened because it's not right. in my head. Like, remember when you met that person with the gold statue situation? Um, you, wait, do we? Yes, uh, and we were at, we were at that restaurant you, in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And the person was there, and I had been telling you about this person that was like oh, coming yes, for yes, me, yes, coming yes, for yes, me. Yep, yep, a million percent. And you thought I was a little cuckoo, right? To admit right. it, yes, you, yes, yes. You thought I was me being me, paranoid, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But right. And then you met her, and then she said something, and then she walked away, and you were like, "Oh my god, she just right. fucking did it." She, yes, she, right, apps a million percent. Yes, I got it. Which a is good th- taste that. Of it. That right there is my favorite. That that nothing gets me like hornier right, than see that. What do you mean? Yeah, right. When someone is being shady or shit or manipulative or like petty petty princess with me or like you know giving me shit and then I'm like, well, this person's coming for me and everyone's like, it's all in your head. And then somebody who I know right. is saying happens to be bearing witness to it and they're like, dude, you're validated. Yeah, right. That's the greatest feeling in the world. And you got validated from this guy. Well, this guy I should have taken blonde. Strawberry Momoa could have taken some cues. I mean, it's still kind of rude either way. It doesn't matter where you are. Right? So then I, but so this is when then I start to go crazy. So on the, and I wasn't mad at Tay or anything. And then like he started to kind of like get like aggressive, like wanting to talk to Tay all by himself. And Tay finally was like, I'm done. Like he was, just, it was just too much. And she like walked away. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, your wife like doesn't like me anymore. And I was like, well, you weren't very nice to me for like a half an hour. So maybe that had something to do it. And like, he was just like, he sucked. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, was I that a real, you really had that? That's how you guys spoke. I don't like remember. That. I don't, I didn't oh. say that. He oh, said, okay. he said what he said, but then I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She's not mad at you or anything. Like, it's fine. Right. But like in my mind, I'm like, well, you're being a dick to me. I experienced it. So I don't know. I don't know how this turned, but it must've turned in a way that like you were a dick to her. I saw you be a dick to me. You're a dick. Yeah. Dick and dick and dick. You're done. You sir are done is what I would have said. But what I did say was, no, it's cool. Come on over. We're going to have some more drinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, okay. So, so basically, so anyway, so after we like left kind of shortly thereafter and it wasn't like drama, like Tay wasn't storming off. She was just kind of just like, okay, I need to like go sing a couple songs now and then I need to go home. So, but on the cab ride home, I was trying to convince Tay that I, I didn't think that he was in fact gay, but I thought he was a straight man there parading as a gay man trying to pick her up. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think it's those, even if he was. And she said that was crazy. And I said, no, it's not crazy. Men are crazy. Men do crazy things to get ass, you know? And he walks in, you're in this like white suit. You've got your boobies out. You're looking like a snicky snack. He looks like Jason Momoa. He's like, I'm going to get this girl, you know? He could have been any. By the way, too. Marie's is not just like there. There's straight people there too. It's not like just I've like, been there like many gay people. Times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. So like you could theoretically be like a guy being like, oh, I'm gonna stop by this bar and like there's gonna probably be some like drunk girls that are there with friends. You know what I'm saying? The vibe. Yeah, I mean, well, also it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, he could have he could have been anything, but once he saw Tay, he was like, oh, I, that's the person I want to hang up. It doesn't, you know, uh, whether it's a perceived threat or fake or not it doesn't matter like 
still doesn't matter. It's a person. You, it could have been a guy or a girl or, you know, uh, I can't think of any other example, but she, she, she's, uh, people could be attracted to her that it could be the first woman they've ever been attracted to, you know? That's also fair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but no, but I don't I would... even mean correcting you. I mean, that could have, so you, it's not like you could just be like, well, we're, we're at Marie's. So that guy's a hundred percent safe. Yeah. No matter what. No, no one is safe anywhere is what I mean. Right. You know? yeah, right. Yeah. So I was saying on the, uh, so in my mind, I was accusing him of going there and pretending to go through something just to get the opportunity to get to talk to her like oh, but yeah, intensely yeah. one on one. Up with, why not? Yeah. And she was like, Taylor, that's sick. Nobody would do that. And I was like, people are sick. And then the cab driver was like, she's right to me. Um, the, the Uber driver and I were like, yeah, he's like, men are crazy. And I was like, men are crazy. See, we come full circle. So <laughs> no, I you actually think that's am crazy? More, no, I'm on your side. I, I'm, am I going to make a fight? I'm on your side a million percent. Okay, I, I was the whole time I'm being you. So that's my wife. We're, at, we're out. My wife is, I don't care who the, who, right. hello. Killer, come on. What are you doing? Oh, you know, Chelsea be like, oh, he's going through something. Yeah, me too. This guy's talking to my wife <laughs> or whatever. This girl, it had to be a girl, right? I'm sorry. Right. This girl's talking. To, okay. So they're here. Right. Uh, let me back right. up. Uh, let me back. I wouldn't be so aggressive, but I'd still be like, Chelsea, you, <laughs> I, sorry. I, that was, I can't believe I was like, hello. I wouldn't do that. Okay. So, <laughs> hello. hello. <laughs> um, I would, I would be like, you're talking to this person an awful lot. She's going through something. I'd still be like, yeah, well, so are we. We're missing our friend, which I, you know, um, I don't, yeah, I just, I wouldn't put it past anybody for doing that. If he re- if your voice falls on the right ears and it's about getting time with that person, you're going to give that, you know, uh, yeah, sure. What is it about her, though, that she's like a magnet to this? Like, it's nice, but it's also annoying. Like, can't we just go out and have a good time without her having to, like, Captain Savaho, everybody? Yeah, right. But I swear to God, right. she's not seeking it out. Like, I, it just I know, happens. I it know, falls yeah. in her lap. What right. is it about her? Because I feel like because I live with her every single day, maybe I don't see it, but like, is th- what, 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 is, what is it? It's just like off the bat, you can just tell she's somebody who will like, is nice. Yeah, Meanwhile, she looks like somebody with worth my resting talking. bitch face. <laughs> right, you, you're the, like right. You, everybody everyone. immediately like, run away. We got to run away from that one. Look, oh, look. We got to go over to that one. Run away. Look, uh, no. <laughs> Not a, you don't, you have the exact, that's a total joke. You have the exact, you have a magnetic appeal. Uh, I think a million percent. broken. <laughs> oh, is it? Maybe, is, I don't know. You may, maybe you're wearing your pajamas might be made out of the dentist vest and that's why the magnets aren't working on me she no she's very warm a very genuine warm person right off the bat right you could tell right off the bat so um and she's gorgeous uh but yes and i i'm very approachable i just didn't want to chalk it up only to looks i mean but yes she's very approachable too and that's not a look i mean it's her demeanor so um like see someone you would wave to I feel like I would. I'm very friendly, not flirty, and I would immediately talk to Taylor. I would probably talk to you too, but um, I'd have to be a little See, bit more on edge that, with That's you. a thing that blows my mind. Is like, and I'm getting, like I said, I'm getting much better at like not fighting with people, like because that Andy Cohen's gay pride. This guy was talking to Tay, and then she introduced me, and he was like automatically just like, oh, in love with her, and he was gay, not even a question. So I knew he wasn't like a sexual threat, right? Right. right. But then he started talking, and Tay was like, "This is my wife, Taylor," and he was like your wife like that. And I was like, Oh, you don't think I'm good enough for her. That's how it went down in my mind. And I was like, fuck this guy. And I literally was like that. Like I was being yeah. a cunt to him. I mean, I was being 
so rude. Right. And well, like we didn't get back, we didn't get invited party. back to Andy's party. And I wonder if maybe that's my fault. So anyway, um, but it was so interesting because Chris Burns, who we're really good friends with, he was standing right there. And like a week later when we recorded for the show, I brought it up and he was like, oh my God, I saw that. I was, li- I literally saw what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh my God. So he was like, you totally misinterpreted it. <laughs> I was like, okay, tell me, okay, I need to know this. And he was like, that is so interesting. Cause he's like, I saw it all go down. And then I saw your, your behavior totally shift. And I didn't know what was going on. I just thought you were drunk. And he's like, but then now this makes so much sense. So he said, when Tay introduced her, you to him, him to you as, as her wife, he was gen- genuinely processing that Tay was gay and that you were gay. I think he was like, wait, they're not gay. And Chris was like, and uh, you guys really don't read gay. Like you guys are very straight passing. So I genuinely, he just was like, oh my God, wait, she's gay. She's gay. They're together. They're both gay. Like, I think that's what was going on. But what I interpreted it as was him being like this gorgeous goddess, this lesbian gorgeous goddess sure, is married sure. to this troll person. Really? And so, and see, so I can also admit when, like, it's not always how I see it. I do get paranoid because of the I don't, fear of see, the change I don't think and the that's losing. Paranoid. I think it's a very pissed poor thing for him to say. So if he does, so it takes a week later and someone else to explain it. But you you say that. So whether you're surprised, again, put me in that situation, whether I'm surprised okay. or not that someone's married or gay or anything, I'm point. at a social event. I'm at a social event. I can be like. That it, someone says this is my wife. I'm not gonna. Your wife? In never in a million years would I react that way to anybody. No, I would not do that. Hello, it's <sighs> nice to meet you. And I go to my friends and I say, I cannot believe that girl's married. I've been hitting on her for whatever. That's right. You're full of shit. You're totally right to have a reaction. I don't know where you went with that reaction. Who? Whatever. Crazy. But a million. <laughs> that's so uncouth. That's so Thank uncouth. Thank you. Okay, you're, not, you're, free, so and you're free to interpret that one any way you want, as far as I'm concerned. Because I would, if someone, your husband, you're damn right, her husband. Who, who the hell are you, buddy? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, and then it's up to him. Again. It's up to him to explain. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize she was married. Okay. Well, now you know. Okay. <laughs> and then I have to be the one who has to uncomfortably breathe through my nose for three minutes until the hors d'oeuvres guy comes around because I look like a sweaty idiot. <laughs> No, I think you're fine. You can interpret that any way you Thank want because you. it's a, a really shitty comment. So Thank the reason you. why you interpreted Thank it that you. way. Thank you. Thank you. No, and you know fine. what the thing is? You yeah, fuck everyone, right? Fuck all no, the hard No, I didn't I did. say that. No, nope, nope. <laughs> Yo, shoot him that up. That guy's no, he's no, gay no. when he's straight. Coming to a gay bar. <laughs> Creep. That guy yeah. is an asshole. I'm going to call him. Oh, Andy Cohen, if I meet you another one of your parties, I'm going to find your friend and teach him a lesson. Oh, my therapist told me to take the high road. His party. <laughs> and we're bringing my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, we're going to sort it out. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, in yes. that case, Fuck I'm sorry. Everybody. That case, I think I just no. I just think that was a bad um, look. You may have misinterpreted a million percent, but it's a right. really crap thing to say. It it's is. very uncouth. Well, I don't know. Too. I don't care if it's, people are drinking or not. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Rothy's. 
Okay. Have you ever seen someone wearing like a colorful pair of flats and thought like, dang, those are cute. Yeah, well, they are probably Rothy's. Uh, Rothy's are the perfect shoe for commuting and traveling and everybody knows them. Listen, I'm a New Yorker, okay? I commute around the city. Wearing heels all the time is just not realistic, but I'm also not really like a sneaker girl. It's just not my vibe. I need a pointed toe to elongate my leg. And that's why I love Rothy's because ballet flats can be, mm, or just flats in general, can be unattractive, um, but not Rothy's. They're V stylish. I love the pointed toe and I, I want to be comfy, but I also need to be chic at all times. And Rothy's lets me accomplish both those things. So like I said, they're known for their chic pointed toe flats, but that's just the beginning. They have tons of iconic head-turning designs, and I love this too, bright but sophisticated color. So they have this hot pink color. Honey, I use hot pink as a neutral. I love a neon as a neutral. I'm very much here for it. So if you want to like jazz it up, and then of course they've got their like state. I love a navy blue. I love a black. I love like a nude, but um, they just, they nail it. Plus, Really, you can wear Rothy's with like every outfit. Wear them with yoga pants. Dress them up for a night out. They're insanely comfortable, okay? Like I'm talking a slipper. And as soon as you take the first step, you're like, oh, this is how shoes should feel. And Rothy's takes sustainability to the literal next level. All their products are knit and thread made from plastic water bottles. Plastic water bottles. They've literally repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. So, like, not only are they cute, not only are they comfortable, but they are, like, doing good for the earth. I mean, what's not to love? And did I mention, on top of it all, you can wash them. Yeah, like in the washing machine. I mean, oh, Rothy's, it's just killing it on all fronts. I'm telling you guys, your new favorite shoe is waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Taylor. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R for $20 off your first order. Don't forget rothys.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. So last night we went to this gala, right? We show up. I am wearing a fire dress, but Tay's also fire in her like suit outfit. Like she looked ridic. And we walked in and the first thing this woman was like signing us up. And so she said, oh my God, your dress is like serving. It's everything. I was like, oh, thank you so much. She was like, oh, I love it. So we're signing up. We're signing up for signing up. And then she goes like this, because we had to give like um covid negative test results so like to get in so we had them all like on paper and so she's like okay so this one's for taylor donahue and then she's like and your name and i was like i'm also taylor and she was like taylor and taylor okay and she has yours i was like oh because we're married and she was like yes like this yes married and then she said oh my god she looked at because she just complimented me on my dress and then she looks at me and then she looks at Tay and she goes oh my god you guys are the best looking couple in here and i was oh, like nice. now that this is a way to it's talk a nice to recovery. a couple. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> way to be social. Well, yeah, it's like you compliment couples yeah. when they're together. Like, what you know what a couple wants to hear? Like, oh, my God, what a great couple you are. You know what couples hate hearing? At least I hate it. Oh, my God. You're with her? Oh, my God. How do you and get hit? Hey? Right. You ha- if you say that, you need to justify. Yes, I know. And people talk like that all the time in New York, which is why I moved. Why do people talk like that? Like, I also grew up with very attractive parents, but 
I grew up my whole life with people complimenting my parents. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, people be like, wow, your parents are so attractive. To which I would say, what are you saying? I'm not good looking enough to be their kid. So you know what? Maybe this is a problem. problem? (laughs) Maybe I was wrong about your trauma moment. Maybe it was every (laughs) other day. (laughs) I went a little too far there. Oh, Kenny. What a time. Uh, it's not up to you to have to read into the way people talk. You know, you don't have to read. They, people need to be pretty upfront with uh, the way that they are, especially strangers, especially people at parties, you know, so you don't need to be but, a justice warrior. Uh, right, but, but what I don't need to do is fight everybody that does act a fool. I can just say clock them in as, a, as an asshole and keep it moving. Uh, absolutely. And don't try to win them over either. I would, uh, someone says that, something so like smart. that. Your wife, I would, I'd be like, I'm done with this person, and let, and then if they pick up on something and want to deal with it, fine. But I'm would be done in a second. I just don't, I don't know, I don't. Who the hell has time? I, I, I don't even mean that as anything, but it's like I'm, I'm out here. I don't deal with that stuff anymore, and I, you know, I'm, I probably don't go to the same parties as you, uh, but uh, still, I, that's like a real, that's kind of a rude uh, way to enter. You know, he. You're, it's just a rude thing to do. I, I would apologize if I reacted that way. If I was that shocked, Thank I would have said, I'm, so, I'm sorry for, I'm very sorry for that reaction. And especially I, then when I was obviously visibly angry, like you don't think he would be right, like, I right. think I said something that, like, I want, let me apologize. Like, I am a dick and I totally put my foot in my mouth. But what I do know is I know when I fuck up and I immediately am like I am so embarrassed I said that like that like I am the first person to apologize I probably apologize more than I even need to be apologizing you know but I'm just like I feel like I'm just so self-aware of people so when people are so unself-aware of other people it makes me so mad right right well listen it's also okay to have an expectation of a little bit of your significant other to sort of take the lead and and know that because you communicated so well and understand that when you're at situations like that she do, you do need a little bit of help and guidance through those things and i don't mean that to make it seem like you need a helmet i mean no, I like you need a helmet i mean like she never might need to keep you a little closer during those times you're you know, and like you're just a little sensitive in those areas and that's okay too you you know it's okay it's not all it doesn't always have to come on your shoulders i i, I don't <laughs> know chris burns and i know he's awesome i, I know, know him so i don't mean to sound say what he says uh, or knock him but i uh I'm sure he saw you misinterpret that and saw your uh, demeanor change, but but I was happy I, the, to have Chris the at least there to be like, you. oh wow, this is this is what I think he meant because I was yeah, happy yeah. to because well, it also made me feel less angry that like the the guy wasn't judging me. He was actually like it was a genuine general confusion. But I also sure, see what you're let, saying. Let the man explain the confusion, unless he wanted you to explain it. In which case, either way, it's a shitty thing to say to party. That, you know, imagine if you were like, hey, check out this tattoo I got on my leg. Your leg? I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had legs. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. And then it's like your whole behavior changed. Well, that's on you. That's on you. I didn't. I always react that way to people's legs. Oh, my God. You're so sensitive. I saw it. No, no, no. I don't mean it. I, you know, it's just, uh, it's like, come on. I mean, people should be a little bit held higher. High, a little high, a little more pleasing. I don't know. I don't want to have my guard up when I'm at parties. I don't want to have my guard up when I'm at a piano bar. I don't have my guard up ever. I want to go out with my wife and feel like I'm floating around like an angel. So uh, (laughs) I need a few things to get me there, you know? Number one is I need you to understand I'm a little sensitive. So if you talk to strangers, you got to bring me in because... I misinterpret everything. And then once I start drinking, uh, then I misinterpret the whole world. And once it goes, <laughs> I can't do anything. So 
please hold my hand a little bit until we until we like muscle memory it, you know. Okay, and I think it'll I did, be okay. I did one more bad thing that I want to confess oh, to you. Oh, good. Oh man, we're almost out of time right now. I know we're we are out of time. I know. Okay. Wait, I'll just make this real short. Sure, though. No, all good. And I can also continue this with Jesse, but I have to confess it to you because I need you to react because you always make me feel sure, so no safe rush. and I all my yeah, crazy. Yeah. So um, we went to a karaoke bar, another trigger of mine, which I I just, you know what also is a trigger of mine? It being one o'clock in the morning and I'm still drinking. I want to go home, yeah, you know? Right, That's why right. I said, I was like, honestly, I know you like to stay out late, but like I'm older than you. I can't hang. Yeah. I want to be asleep at a decent hour. I don't like late nights. I'm done. So anyway, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm just going to start going home. She wants to stay. I'm just going to start going home by myself because honestly, that is just, that is when it starts that's right. when shit starts to go downhill. You won't you know get mad. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I won't get mad. I really won't. Yeah, but so anyway, so we are at this karaoke bar. People in New York are crazy. I can, I, as I'm like gearing up to tell you the story, I'm like, wow, people are fucking insane in the city. <laughs> no, like when you're like, cause I left, I'm like, I think I need to leave this fucking city. Okay. <laughs> so what is with it? And we're just so competitive or some shit. Well, tell I, why karaoke what? competitive is even better. <laughs> so we walk in the karaoke bar, which we love. Although I always get angry there too. And, um, and there's a woman in the corner and I like, I, I walk over to like put my stuff down and she's like, oh my God, I love your bustier. But I couldn't hear cause it was like loud in there. And I was like, hello. And she's like, the bustier. And I was like, who? And she was like, the, forget it. Just get away from me. <laughs> like I'm trying to give you a compliment and you're being annoying. And I was like, right. I'm so sorry. My bustier. Thank you. Thank you. And then <clears throat> we were talking and then she said something about, um, I, I mentioned that I was gay. Again, you know, New York City is very, like, here for the pride of it all. And she was like, I'm not gay, but, you know, she was telling me about, like, all the friends that she works with and, you know, the gay community, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, she was like, where's your wife? And I was like, she's the one over there flirting with somebody in the corner. I was being, I was joking. And this woman was like, what? And she was like, that, that's your wife? You, you, you deserve better than that. Like, like, Whoa. like. And I literally was like, I was joking about the flirting thing. She was like, girl, I can see it all over your face. You are not happy. And I was like, okay, I, Kenny, I literally had to be like, you need to take it down a couple notches. And I was yeah, like, yeah. listen, I was like, I'm fully joking. I, but then of right, course I'm me, right? right? So I'm like, I've right. definitely like a struggle with stuff in the past, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I was like, shit. <laughs> 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 but oh, I'm like, fun. but I 110% trust this woman. I don't trust anybody else in here, but I always trust my wife. Like, she's amazing. Yeah, she's right. great. And she just, like, would not stop. And she's like, you have to stick up for yourself. And I was like, you need to, I, I'm gonna, and I was like, I will take your advice now and I will do it to you. You are out of line. Yeah. I need you to stop talking. And I was oh, like, I'm going to move away from you now, okay? Because you're making right. me, I've worked really hard to get to a good place with my wife and trust and everything. And you're really threatening that right now. And so I need to walk away. And she was like, yeah. I'm just trying to help you out. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. Well, so yeah, anyway, well, I walk away. a lot. And then somehow I get pulled up on stage to sing. And there's this guy singing a stranger I don't know. And... <laughs> I don't even know what we were singing. We did a terrible job, whatever. It was just really, I was not in a good headspace, okay? The woman, that woman at the yeah, front like, really right, threw right. me off my game. Right. You just sang with your future husband. You're like, what? <laughs> Who is this lady? <laughs> you will be happy then. I'm happy. I picture her having no legs, you see? I keep on <laughs> Legs? So, oh, yeah. 
and we we sang and we did a terrible job. I want to be very clear on that. We did a terrible job. Okay. Um, but whatever. It's karaoke bar. Who gives a fuck? And this group of girls who I decided were lesbians <laughs> walk in. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they're a threat, right? So right. I, right? Okay. So they walk in and um of course, they're in love with my wife because, you know, what that lady just told me, she's reinforcing all my insecurities. Um, and I'm singing with this guy who's a stranger who doesn't even know me. And he, quite frankly, doesn't really want to be singing with me. And the song ends. What a fun And song. the girls who had just walked in, the lesbians, one of the, like, look at each other side eye. And one girl, like, rolls her eyes and, like, laughs. And I literally go like this. It's the End of the song. Nobody is singing. But I still have a microphone in my hand. Oh, good Lord. The real threat. This is like Mike Tyson punching people in public. Yeah. And to the girl in the middle... Yes, right there. This place is small, oh, Kenny. Oh, no. I Wait, saw you, you roll east... your eyes. Oh, good, good. That's not nice. That's not what we do here. I see you. I can't, oh, my God. I can't even open my eyes. I'm cringe. I can't even fold my face into my nose anymore. <laughs> okay. And I do going. this in front of Tay, her two sisters, and her sisters, all her friends from the suburbs. Oh, my God. We're going to sing tonight. I'm going to put on a show you ain't never seen. Going out with Taylor. I love it. I love it. I miss it. I miss hanging out. Um, oh my God. That's awesome. That's so great. How bad on a scale of one to ten? How bad is that? It's not. It's not. It's so awesome. I don't know. I would make my night. Uh, like, I would meet number one, I'd be like, Taylor's got the microphone. Taylor's got the microphone. Something's going to happen. Of course something's going to happen. Taylor's got the microphone. Taylor's drunk, has a microphone. Forget it. It's awesome. I would cheer. I'd be like, which one? Um, that's so fun. That's so fun. Oh, no, Tate's not, not happy. <laughs> not bad. You'd have to live with whatever those choices got. Yeah, no, it was fine. You know, I've said many of many things. Uh, that's the best. Yeah, you were, that's okay. That's so funny to me. And to you... Yeah, I, I know me and Jake, or whatever his name is. We didn't necessarily nail the B-52s. But I didn't pick the song, did I, Jake? But I've got the Oracle over here trying to give me a divorce, and you're coming in, rolling your eyes. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Not tonight. Not on karaoke night. Drop the mic. That's the best. Fuck you, lady. I'm not getting a divorce. And fuck you, girl, for rolling your eyes. They're like, she's blind. <laughs> now, fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> that's the best. And that's hanging out with Taylor. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> Who else is going to bring the heat? I hope Poggy, my son, I think can, will be like that. But everybody oh. else goes out and doesn't have a night like that. And everybody goes to that karaoke <laughs> bar and doesn't have the friend that does that. A harmless friend who freaks out to a stranger. I, it's the greatest. I don't mean to encourage you. Oh, what do you safe. do? Man, you validate the shit out of my bad behavior. I miss you, Kenny. I miss you so much. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not, I mean, that's so, you know, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> Obnoxious, but I can rate that in no Honestly, problem. I love that. It, but this is what I said. I said, 
you know what? People talk with their faces and their eyes at karaoke bars, right? So if I roll my eyes and I get busted, I'll be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, just own your shit, people. You want to eye roll and be a contosaurus? Then she could have, but you don't even know why she she could have smelled a <laughs> fart. I mean, she had a million reasons why she could. She could have been blind. That's what I was saying. But it doesn't matter. She that's wasn't the best, blind. That's, that's the best. Part. Okay, I'll give her that. Okay, well, that's nice. <laughs> So this motherfucker had no disabilities. She's wrong. Are you kidding me? And she's treating my friend like that. Oh, but listen. So whatever she wrote, it doesn't matter. It's so even better for her because she doesn't. She didn't do the. If she didn't roll her eyes at you, even funny. Then she's now having fun. Remember when that girl yelled? That's so funny. I don't. Oh, I didn't roll my. She's not offended if she didn't roll. If she rolled her eyes at you, win. If she didn't roll her eyes, she's laughing. Win. She's, it's awesome. She didn't come and fight you. She didn't come and no. fight you. Oh, that's entertainment. <sighs> I mean, you took it. That's the best. I'm sorry. Maybe I am a bad influence, but those you are the people. Because that's therapist- who I want to hang out with. My therapist says the opposite. She says if they were rolling their eyes and you take the high road and you don't yell at them, this is literally how she has to talk to me, then she said, okay, she said, if they, if they didn't roll their eyes, but you thought that they did, but they didn't, and you choose not to yell at them, then you win because you don't make an embarrassment out of yourself over something that didn't happen. If they did roll your eyes at you and they did do what you think they did and you don't react, you still win because they didn't you get win. you. What do you win? That's the problem here. What do you win, therapist? That's the thing. It's not a fucking game. It's not a game. You're not trying to win. You're not trying to, like, I always just use that example about how I remember, like, women growing up. You just got to walk in and you got to own it. You got to walk in and, oh, we're talking about, like, eating at the, you know, Golden Corral. I just walk in and I don't even give a shit. And it's like, it's not a game. It's not a, it doesn't matter. You were out having fun and you were boozed. And that, as far as I know, that's a firecracker. And you're singing and this, yeah, I didn't like this song. I don't like singing with this asshole. Whatever, we'll get through the song and we're having fun. I'm giving it my all. You can't say, I'm not out here trying to have fun. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, your therapist, and then you don't say that. And then what? And then what? And then you go. And then you go back to what? Then you sing at the sound of silence next. And then you go to sleep. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I get it, but it's like that's fun. That's just pure fun. Who cares? <laughs> Listen, you're not going out getting into fights. It's not. Right. You know what I mean? I had friends that would do that. We would get drunk and we'd fight. All right, now we have to fight. Even that remember, wasn't so bad. Remember the fight we got into outside of your the show? The New York show, right? With that listener's friend. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about it. That was, was that. That was like a fight. Didn't we fight? I don't even remember. No, like, I, like I thought you and her were going to fight each other. I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot that. But did I? Did we fight? Did I win no. the fight? All right, someone else stepped. Didn't someone else step in and we I ran away? In, oh, you. Yeah, all right, great. See, thanks. Oh, uh, Kenny yeah, and I are well, literally dangerous enablers with each other. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my God. And then we would just take planes places and do the same fly around. That was fun. But yeah. So in that instance, that's just a fun, that's just fun. Cause chances are I get on the mic and sing the next song and be talking about the same girl rolling her eyes just for fun. Because what else are you going to do? I love that. But you know, be safe, I guess. Oh, Mr. Manz, I love you so much. I love him so much. And also the enabling. Oh, my God. I just, like, took a massive step backwards in my therapy. No big deal. Um, I feel righteous and justified, and I will fight the war.
world. Oh, man. Listen, I am not. I want to just be clear. I am not a role model for gay people. I am just a late in life lesbian trying to figure out where I fit in the queer community. Uh, But I want to be clear. I love gay people. I love gay men. I love gay women. I really do. I have so many friends who are gay. I just am. You know what it is? I've never been in love before until Tay. So I was never jealous before because I wasn't, if the relationship ended or didn't end with a guy, I was like, whatever, I'll be fine. I'll find another. Didn't even like him that much to begin with. Whereas with Tay, she is my heart. She's my soul. She's my everything. So the idea of like losing her makes me want to fight the world. But that is a me problem and not anybody in the queer community. So I, I love everybody. Oh, Kenny, enabling my ass. I am so out of control. You know what, though? This is the thing. When I came out, I remember Tay said to me, like, you know, my family struggled a little bit, um, my mom and dad specifically. And just for the record, my mom literally was with me and Tay last weekend. And she was like, out of the blue, we were coming back from a Broadway show. And she was like, I'm sorry I was so terrible when he first came out. And I was like, Mom, I'd like to have my mom on the podcast to talk about that experience for me and for her because I think it would be therapeutic for us. And I think it would be also a really great thing for you guys to hear, especially I know I have queer listeners and maybe people who are closeted that haven't yet come out to their parents and it's scary. Um, So I'm definitely gonna have that conversation with my mom. I know I talked about it earlier this week and I was gonna do it for Pride, but like, like I said, I am living in Pride 365 days out of the year. So I'm definitely gonna have that conversation with my mom the next time we talk and I am not confined or confound to the month of June that's all ridiculous so Tina keep it out of my dms but anyway but when I came out and my mom was struggling I might my dad too and I remember Tay said to me here's my advice just keep being you people's biggest fear friends family coworkers, whatever anybody who has is having a problem with this their problem is that you're different or you're going to change they're going to be a completely different new person that they're not going to know you but the thing is is that you're still going to be you and listen there are people that come out and they do become totally different people and that's wonderful and beautiful and perfectly grand too but that was just not my journey and so it's like well I'm just still me. I just happen to love a woman and her name is Taylor. And so it was kind of like, Tay kind of instilled me, like, just keep being you, keep, like, don't not interact with friends and family um, because then they're just going to fill in the blanks. Just, like, keep showing up and keep being you and just, like, keep being patient because a way to show people love or it's also, like, you lead a horse to water. It's like, well, if I want you to meet me with compassion and love, then I have to meet you with compassion and love and patience. And I love people enough in my life to grant them that. And so that's the thing that's so beautiful, too, is that, like, me and Kenny, like, so many years have passed since we've done the show together, but, like, we pick up right where we left off because like I'm in more evolved and better version of myself. And so is Kenny, but like, I'm still the same person. I haven't become this totally different person. Um, you know, because of who I love, I'm still me. And so I don't know. I just feel like there's something really beautiful with that statement. And I also just want to say too, that I am so grateful for you guys for listening to this podcast because that in and of itself is allyship and supporting the queer community. And, you know, Tay and I were just at this DNC event and political. And, you know, I'm I'm trying to get more political and more involved because, hello, like when things that happen in government we say are never going to happen, happen, we have to realize we have to be more 
involved and we have to advocate and we can't just sit back and let these politicians make all these decisions for us. It's out of control. And I need to say this too, and I'm sorry, but I have to say it. Vote, vote, vote. And I will say this, vote blue, okay? The Supreme Court is red and they are doing scary shit right now. So I am asking you, yes, point blank, please vote blue in all of your elections, no matter how small, not just federal elections, state elections, okay? Because we can be the difference. But speaking of that, so we're at this DNC event and this woman and I were talking politics and I'm like, oh, full disclosure, I'm not very good at talking politics. I'm kind of like a novice. And she was like, okay, well, why are you here? And I was like, well, we're here with my friend Brian Kelly and for uh, the points guy and he has a table. And so, you know, we, we're, we're all here as his friends and, you know, this is a very, especially now more so than ever, an important time to be you know at events like this and i was like but i don't really know a lot about politics like i don't like i'll recognize people's faces on stage but like i don't necessarily really know like what the backstory is and she was like well what do you do for a living and i was like well i podcast and she was like honey you're in and i was like what do you mean she was like you're a queer woman you're married to a woman you're a public figure you have a platform and you're using your platform to share your life with the world and i was like shit you're right and she reminded me that when I first came out, again, full circle, Kenny was there. When I first came out, I was so, so, so scared. And Kenny will remember. And the second I came out on the air immediately, I regretted it. And I was like, I don't know why I did that. This is private. I don't have to share this. I was so spiraling in my head. And then I started to get like the, I don't even remember back then. Like, was it DMs? Was it Facebook messages? Whatever it was, I was like getting correspondence with the audience like immediately and there were some people that were like you're a liar you're you know disgusting you're a sinner you're going to hell I can't believe I listened to you you tricked me I mean vile shit that people said to me but that was the minority of people very few and far between and then there were people that were like I've always been an ally to the community and I have always supported gay marriage and I'm behind you and I'm proud of you and you know oh my god this makes sense why you hate blowjobs and all that stuff and that was beautiful but my favorite messages were from people who were like wow I am a conservative woman or man. Um, I've been brought up in the church, you know, a very conservative community. I have conservative political views. And I have to say that, and I have to say that I have not been pro-gay marriage. I have not been pro-gay people being able to have families, adopt, what have you. And then they said to me, but you have been my friend for 10 years on the radio And now that you've come out, you are the only gay person I know, but I love you. And I want everything that I have as a straight person to get married, to have children. I want that for you as my friend. So I have now decided that I am changing my stance on gay marriage and gay rights because of you. And that is a thing that is so important, you know? And I guess I'm not necessarily beating a drum every day of my life, but over the weekend, I was really struggling and I was kind of saying things on Instagram that I don't normally say. I try to be funny and escapism, but I have a platform and I need to use it and need to let people know how genuinely scared my wife and I are. But then I realize I'm here every week talking about my life. I mean, my wife comes on the podcast all the time. I'm always talking openly and proud about my life experiences, sharing my life. And you guys coming every single week, that is you guys supporting it. So in a dark, dark time, I just want to say thank you. In Pride Month, I just want to say thank you for being here and listening to me and supporting my life and supporting my relationship. And it just means the world to me. So thank you so, so much. She's crying again. I know. Fucking baby. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm so emotional. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I needed a good giggle. I needed to be enabled. And um, I just thank you guys so much for your support every week. And every week, the numbers keep going up. It just keeps growing. And thank you for that, because that's you guys. So thank you for the support. Please keep spreading the good word. And uh, I love you guys. Anyway, uh, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. And I'm going to add something to this. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Share with a friend. Share with a coworker. Share with somebody you love, a family member, this podcast. Um, Because it would mean everything to me. Anyway, guys, that's it for us this week. Have a great one. Until next week, bye, girl, bye.